This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, April 1st. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Rural needs get backing in Biden plan. Planning estimates scrambles market. And USTR watching Canada on dairy. Biden proposal meets pushback on taxes. President Joe Biden's $2.25 trillion infrastructure plan offers many provisions that have long been priorities with farm groups, including a $100 billion plan to connect the entire U.S. to high-speed Internet. There's also $621 billion earmarked for transportation improvements, including $115 billion for roads and bridges and $17 billion for waterways. Some $20 billion is earmarked for fixing smaller, off-system bridges, many of them rural. There are also relatively modest climate provisions aimed at agriculture, including a billion dollars for what is described as agricultural resources management and climate-smart technologies. Now take note, there are some key provisions for rural electric co-ops. The plan prioritizes support for broadband networks that are owned, operated, and affiliated with nonprofits and RECs. $10 billion is earmarked for helping RECs transition to clean power. Now, keep in mind, Republicans were quick to denounce the corporate tax increases that would be used to pay for the spending. The Association of Equipment Manufacturers, whose members include Deer and Company and Caterpillar, issued a pair of statements on the plan. The first included an appeal not to increase corporate taxes. The second statement included an appeal for bipartisanship, saying AEM wanted to work with the administration and both parties and Congress to pass bipartisan legislation under regular order. Iowa House race settled. Democrat Rita Hart has dropped her challenge to Republican Representative Marinette Miller-Meeks in Iowa's 2nd District. Miller-Meeks won the race by six votes, but Hart sought to get House Democrats to overturn the result, a possibility that got pushback from some party moderates. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Acreage predictions rally corn and soybean prices. Corn and soybean prices jumped up the limit yesterday on new reports out of the Department of Agriculture, and an ag economist says prices could stay strong if the numbers in the USDA's annual planting survey hold true. USDA estimates producers will plant 91.1 million acres of corn. Traders were expecting 93.2 million. Farmers were expected to plant 87.6 million acres of soybeans. Well, under the trade estimate, of 89.9 million acres. Ben Brown, senior research associate at the University of Missouri, said, I certainly think there's room for these prices to stay around through next year if these acreage numbers hold up through June. 
USTR watching Canada with dairy trade concerns. It was the Trump administration that put Canada on notice over allegations that the country is falling short on its dairy quota commitments under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. But the Biden administration now says it's also concerned. The United States remains concerned about potential Canadian actions that would further limit U.S. exports to the Canadian dairy market, the office of the U.S. Trade Representative said in a new report released yesterday. The United States continues to monitor closely any tariff reclassifications of dairy products to ensure that U.S. market access is not negatively affected. U.S. dairy industry is accusing Canada of reserving 85% of the new U.S. MCA import quotas for cheaper U.S. dairy products that do not compete with Canadian products. U.S. and U.K. focus on China, WTO reform at G7. The U.K. hosted the first-ever G7 trade ministers meeting yesterday, and the British International Trade Secretary, Liz Truss, focused primarily on countering unfair trade practices from, quote, non-market economies, like China, as well as the need to make reforms at the World Trade Organization. The Biden administration has been reaching out across the globe for allies to confront China over trade, environmental and humanitarian abuses, and the British may be key in that effort. A shared complaint by the U.S. and U.K. is China's refusal to admit it is not a developing nation, a designation that allows it to take on fewer obligations under the WTO. It is ludicrous that some countries can evade market disciplines by claiming to be developing nations when they are not, Trust said in a speech at the G7 meeting. AFBF, Growth Energy, Back Biofuel Industry in SCOTUS Case. The American Farm Bureau Federation and Growth Energy have signed on to a Supreme Court brief supporting the biofuel industry's argument that EPA can only provide small refinery exemptions to companies that previously had the waivers. There's a lot riding not only in terms of the outcomes of other litigation in the works, but also what EPA is going to be doing moving forward, said Emily Score, CEO of Growth Energy, which is also on the brief. The case stems from a 2020 January ruling from the 10th U.S. Circuit of Court of Appeals. Arguments are set for April 27th with a ruling expected in June. EPA resets two scientific advisory committees. EPA will appoint new members to two science advisory committees to provide, quote, a balanced group of experts, the agency said yesterday. The move involving the Science Advisory Board and Clean Air Scientific Advisory Committee comes after the Trump administration had barred membership by researchers who had received EPA grants, a change found illegal last year by a federal judge. A 2019 GAO report also found fault with the way committee members' uh, committees were appointed, specifically by not considering staff input. Today, we return to a time-tested, fair, and transparent process for soliciting membership to these critically important advisory bodies. That's the word of EPA Administrator Michael Regan. States back meat industry on Prop 12. Twenty states are supporting a meat industry appeal to the Supreme Court targeting California's Proposition 12, 
which bans the sale of veal, pork, and eggs that come from operations that don't meet that state's animal confinement standards. Prop 12, quote, is a paradigm of unconstitutional extraterritorial regulation. The state said in their brief it requires hog and veal calf farmers to in every state to follow California's animal confinement rules on pain of exclusion from the California market. The state supporting the North American Meat Institute's petition to review the Ninth Circuit's decision include Indiana, Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Georgia, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Texas, Utah, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Here's today's She Said It. If California is allowed to apply its laws to conduct in other states, a single state will dictate policies in all others, encouraging a patchwork of regulations and threatening the free flow of interstate commerce. That NAMI president and CEO Julianne Potts on Proposition 12. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, April 1st. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.